welcome to MPP Soundbites. I'm Lisa Lintern. John Murphy is the recently appointed CEO of Payments Fintech As You Pay, one of the first organisations to offer consumer to business payments via the MPP. A highly regarded payment and transaction banking executive, John was also a member of the Real-Time Payments Committee, who, back in 2013, developed the strategy and design concept of what would become the new payments platform. In this interview, John explains the innovation being developed by As You Pay to enable both real-time C2B payments and disbursements. And he also explains why he thinks more collective industry energy is required to lift innovation onto the MPP. So John, As You Pay ID was one of the first real-time consumer to business payment services to go live on the MPP. Can you explain how it works? As You Pay has built what I think is a very unique and innovative solution. The only requirement uh, is to have an Australian bank account. So essentially, it is a real-time account-to-account payment. And quite simply, uh, we create a single-use pay ID for every transaction. It's then essentially displayed at the checkout and the customer makes their payment to it using their existing banking app. Uh, The pay ID can be in the form of an email or a QR code. And I'm sure in this conversation, Lisa, we'll have a chat about QR codes. Yes, definitely. We will come on to QR codes in a moment. Um, But I know you've been working with quite a few organisations to roll out as you pay to their customers. And I appreciate you're probably not in a position to um, reveal who they are just yet. But can you talk me through why they are moving to take it up? What are the benefits that as you pay ID uh, is bringing to the organisations that you're working with? So Lisa, I think, you know, we're learning a lot as we have conversations across a wide range of industries and within those industries, a number of firms and all of the various parties that are interested in uh, improving their business, improving their business processes, improving their payment velocity. So obviously the real-time payment capability and the move to always on is something that all of the clients that we speak to recognise and see as significant value. So real-time payments, real-time settlement means that their business is open 365, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Where we're uh, seeing a number of specific benefits is in a couple of areas. So for example, with online merchants through NPP, the essential removal of any ability for fraud to occur or chargebacks is a significant value add for an online merchant. So that's been a a real point of differentiation. And for those types of merchants, they've recognized the value that uh, As You Pay can bring to that business problem. The second area is a problem that has existed for many, many years across businesses, both small and large, uh, is the back-end reconciliation. A lot of those reconciliation issues can be done away with through the unique pay ID. Having the pay ID linked to a specific transaction, having that flow through the company's business process into their back-end systems, whatever that might be, whether it's a, a small company or a large multinational, has got significant operational benefits shortening reconciliation, improving cash flow, and just the overall visibility of, uh, of the financial position of the company and reporting is something that's really resonating uh, with businesses, both small and large. So you recently announced a partnership with payments provider PayDoc. Can you explain to me what this partnership means now for As You Pay ID and the merchants who, who want to use it? The partnership with PayDoc significantly simplifies our integration process and brings As You Pay 
right alongside the traditional payment methods that merchants already use today. So the benefits to merchants, payment velocity, as I've touched on earlier, the reduced likelihood of fraud, uh, no chargebacks, and very importantly, I think a lower cost, given that as you pay uh, is providing a flat fee and not a percentage of the value of the transaction. So, you know, PayDoc, uh, as it is with all of our partners, are very, very important to us. We are very proud to be homegrown and proudly supporting Australian innovation. So let's talk about those QR codes now. Before COVID-19, there was quite some scepticism in the market around whether or not QR codes will take off as they have in other countries or areas such as Asia. Do you think there really is an opportunity for QR codes in the Australian market? So the, the awareness, the understanding and the application of QR codes has increased exponentially over the course of the last 12 months and clearly, as you say, due to, to covid so in the, the case of As You Pay, part of the proposition is to use QR codes. So uh, we are understandably pleased that QR codes are being more widely adopted across Australia. I mean, at the end of the day, they're truly multi-channel. Uh, they can be displayed online on bills and at checkout. I think the other thing that is absolutely true to say, Lisa, is that Australians over many, many, many years have demonstrated their willingness to embrace technology, whether that be new and emerging uh, in areas such as tap and go, but also to take advantage of technology such as QR codes. So I think there is a terrific opportunity with QR codes to improve that entire experience. You can just imagine um, going to a restaurant for dinner, uh, identifying yourself at the, the restaurant, using your QR code to bring up your menu, placing your order, and then paying without actually having to do anything. I think the possibilities with QR codes are quite significant. And I do think that, as I said before, that Australians have shown a willingness to embrace uh, anything that's going to make life easier, simpler and better. And I think QR codes uh, represent at least one of those opportunities. So as you've been busy rolling out As You Pay ID with your clients, you've also been working to develop what you describe as your disbursement engine, As You Pay Out. How does that work? And which organisations do you think will be interested in using it? A good example uh, for As You Pay Out is in the area of payroll, especially for shift workers or casual workers who might otherwise have to wait until the end of their uh, employer's pay cycle to get paid. With As You Pay Out, uh, those casual workers uh, can be paid immediately at the end of their shift. So that has got to be a good thing for both that person individually, but for the economy more broadly. Other examples um, where we think there is a lot of opportunity uh, for As You Pay Out is in the insurance and healthcare space, where it's very important to get the claims into the hands of the customer as fast as possible. And clearly, as you pay out, being real-time uh, does that better than anything else. So as well as these as-you-pay built solutions, you've also developed as-you-pay labs. Tell me more about the lab and what are you expecting to see come out of it? So whilst as-you-pay um, is a relatively new company, uh, started in 2019, it's got a long history in around payments, in around uh, expertise in project and program management, deep experience and expertise in system architecture, software build, delivery. So our capacity and capability to support our clients, we think is unparalleled in the market. And the role of As You Pay Labs will be to support our clients uh, through not only the APIs, uh, white label offerings, but also in supporting those customers as they're thinking through some of their challenges that will inevitably 
arise around backend integration and some of the, the legacy payment systems that, um, that most clients are working with. So it's a very important part uh, of our current capability and an even more important part, I think, of the future of Azure Pay, uh, where we can continue to uh, innovate and collaborate with our customers and clients and really build out the next generation of um, payments products. So turning to the future now, how do you see Azure Pay ID evolving, particularly in light of what you've seen come out of the MPP roadmap? Azure Pay has been an early adopter of NPP initiatives and the company is founded and based on building capability on the NPP rails. So in areas such as messaging standards, the API framework and QR codes, you know, we've been able to bring to market the innovations uh, that we've currently deployed around uh, C2B and B2B. So always on real time, data enriched and simpler. They are essentially the call outs from the NPP roadmap. So going forward, we obviously have a significant vested interest in uh, the roadmap and in particular what's going to go live at the end of this year, Lisa, being the mandated payment services. So uh, it's an exciting opportunity. Uh, it's an exciting opportunity for a couple of reasons. I think anything that uh, gives consumers greater control of their finances, which mandated payment services will do, is a good thing. The ability to do away with over time direct debits and put the control into the hands of the consumer, I think is, uh, is a very powerful uh, step forward. And certainly for As You Pay, something we will be looking to, to build on to uh, expand the range of services that we provide that are linked uh, to NPP. So As You Pay has always been a big supporter of the NPP, but what do you see as some of the challenges in, in driving adoption and take up? What are some of the areas that you think might need more focus or where there could be some gaps? So Lisa, I think there's a, a, a number of really important points in, in that question. So the new payments platform uh, was conceived, I think, probably around 2013, 2014, with the intention, and I was involved in, in those original uh, design sessions with the intention of one, bringing real-time payments to Australia and ensuring that Australia doesn't fall behind. Uh, secondly, uh, encouraging innovation uh, in the payment space, which certainly the Reserve Bank was the view, of the view as I think everybody was, that there was insufficient innovation occurring in the market. What we're hearing as we go out and talk to a lot of companies, Lisa, is I think it's fair to say a not a lack of understanding of real-time payments, but a general lack of awareness and application of how NPP uh, can benefit their business. Now, clearly that's the role of the likes of AsuPay to provide that context and you know, inform the customers. I do think more can be done and will need to be done around uh, making uh, NPP more broadly understood in the Australian business community, certainly with uh, the Australian consumers and I think also the need to encourage innovation is one area that, that needs some focus and attention. Australian businesses and consumers need to be educated about the potential of NPP and more importantly, about the potential uh, and opportunity that creates for either themselves or their businesses, which I think are quite significant. In relation to NPP more broadly, I think we've all got a, a responsibility to advocate for it. And by everyone, I do think that includes NPP Australia, the Reserve Bank. Not too long ago, we had the Prime Minister talking about um, NPP as a great uh, set of capability and infrastructure for the company. 
more needs to be done to continue to promote it. In terms of innovation, it's an area I am a little bit disappointed that we haven't seen greater innovation occur uh, on the NPP. That's not a reflection of NPPA, Lisa. That's a reflection of the, the broader payments industry. Uh, I do appreciate the economic challenges that many parties have, but there's been a very significant investment in NPP, both in terms of time and cost and a lot of, a lot of investment of people's capabilities and, and thinking into NPP. And I'd like to see greater uh, focus on it being the principal source of innovation going forward. I think it's also worth saying, Lisa, that again, when NPP was you know, just a twinkle in someone's eye, it was certainly of the view that it would be a new um, payment rail and it would over time result in some of the legacy rails being turned off slash decommissioned. I certainly hope that's going to be the case. Uh, I suspect that that's going to take longer than was perhaps thought of when NPP was first being um, worked on. So in terms of getting that innovation to come to life on the MPP, what do you think needs to happen or what we need to do as an industry to start to see more innovation come to life? The one thing that's going to constrain or hold back the use of NPP, certainly by consumers, is the consumer experience, quite understandably. There does need to be, for, for NPP and as you pay to be uh, more successful and more relevant to consumers, it is going to require work, I think, by all of the banks um, around their internet banking offering and their mobile banking apps to make that experience much more seamless, much more frictionless, much better for the consumer. So I'd like to see, again, I appreciate the challenges that, that all of those institutions have in trying to juggle their investment priorities, but the consumer adoption of NPP uh, is going to be very important. Uh, and I think greater consumer adoption is going to lead to greater opportunities uh, for businesses to commercialise the NPP. Creating a further demand and pull from consumers and business for NPP type services, I think is likely to likely to result in more innovation than we've seen to date. Mm. 